You are listening to Caring Connected Conversations, and I'm Sydney, one of your hosts. I'm Angie, your other host. Each week, Sid and I will carry on conversations about physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. We will share our personal experiences and thoughts in a raw and inviting way. We hope to inspire you on your personal growth journey as we share tips, wisdom, and guidance around self-healing, self-growth, and most importantly, self-love. We want to connect on a deeper level, and what better way than through conversation. We hope this opens new doors for you to connect to the people in your life by carrying on our conversations. Now, let's get connected. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Caring Connected Conversations. It is Sydney here, and I am so excited because we are on episode number 65. And although I am high vibe, which is always good when we are recording a podcast to be high vibe, so all you listeners can hopefully connect to these high vibes and carry them into your own life, the topic that we have decided to discuss today is on the heavier side. It is a topic that I think all of us need to discuss more in our lives. And we are quite excited to share not only our views and our experiences on this, but hopefully just as always with every topic, create a safe space for all of you listening who maybe have Uh, experience something like this in your own life, know somebody, or maybe you are struggling as well. So today we are talking about mental illness, depression, and suicide. Um, Ange and I have um, a mutual friend who was like a brother to the both of us. I actually called him my French brother, and uh, he took his own life uh, back in, what was that, 2015 or 2016. Um, And so suicide is a difficult thing to talk about. Um, I think it has a lot of stigmas around it. And so we wanted to bring this conversation to you guys today to remind you that sometimes we have no idea what is going on in somebody else's life. And to remind you that if you are struggling and if you are carrying the weight of mental illness, just to remind you that you are not alone and we are always here supporting you and would love to have any sort of conversation with you if you feel like you are struggling and you are alone. So enough of this intro, let's dive right in. And how are you doing today? Hey, I it's crazy. Cause I am, I'm like high vibe, just like you said at the start, but again, it's not that I, I want to intentionally bring my energy down, but I want to intentionally set my energy forward with this heavy topic. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to, to share my perspective on this topic, but I'm not, I don't want to say excited about the topic in, in itself, but I do believe that it's a very important topic to talk about because as you said, it's a very taboo thing, right? We don't normally talk about heavy things like suicide, mental illness, depression, and you know, everything else that's kind of involved in that. And I think that with this podcast, this is a perfect opportunity for really to, for us to share a perspective. Cause for me personally, I do suffer from quite a few mental illnesses and 
or maybe just mental illness in, in general. Like I have depression, I have ADD. Um, I was, uh, I was diagnosed. I don't, it's hard. I don't believe this one. This is a whole different topic, but with borderline personality disorder. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on in my mind, in my head. And I've always been around, um, like my family, because sometimes mental illness is, um, passed down like jet, like genetically, right. Cause there's a lot of mental health history in my life, um, on mainly more so my mom's side than my dad's to be quite honest. But back in the day, we didn't talk about that stuff. So mental illness looked very different back in the day as it does now, because back in the day, the societal norm was don't talk about that stuff. Just shut up and do shut up and live. So when there was a suicide um, or what we heard of suicide immediately our old mind, our old way of thinking was, well, that's very selfish of them. That's very selfish of them for them to take their own life without even, you know, talking about it. But that's the thing. Like at that time, you weren't supposed to talk about that. So how is it so selfish when in reality, the societal norm is to not talk about that really deep, heavy thing. So now we're in a place where there is a new societal norm. And this societal norm is to talk about these deep, uncomfortable taboo subjects because it's really just to bring light or maybe another perspective to this darkness that I I do believe we all carry in some sort of capacity. I don't all believe that we are depressed. I don't all believe that we have these suicidal thoughts, but I do believe that our mental health has a direct correlation on how we show up into the world. And especially now today with social media, oh my gosh, there's so many more mental illnesses out there that are honestly stemmed from social media itself. So I think that this is just a really good time to, you know, bring this topic to light. So I know I kind of gave you like a, a background in terms of, of what's going on in, in that retrospect, but yeah, I don't know. How, yeah. how are you feeling with, with all this so far, Sig? Cause I know it, it's, it's heavy. It is, it is heavy. And, and I think you know, nobody's going to be perfect in how they talk about anything. And so, you know, as you said at the beginning, you're going to be very intentional and purposeful with where your energy is and and how you're choosing to speak about this topic because it is heavy. And our intention is only to um, create more awareness and continue the conversation. So hopefully those of you listening will continue the conversation in your own lives and maybe it just opens up a new perspective for you. So, and you said that, you know, previously, you know, that societal norm was the, the old belief on suicide was, well, that's selfish of them. And you talked about how we're told to just, I mean, these weren't your words, these are my words, but we're told in a sense to like buck up and, and keep going, right? Mm, um, exactly. And so in that sense, there's a lot of beliefs that that all of us carry that stem from this idea of if you're in a negative mindset, if you're experiencing negative emotion, like don't be a burden to the rest of the world. Like Mm-hmm. that's your baggage, carry it on your own and keep going. And, and the problem with this is, is a, it isn't spoken about enough. So 
even though maybe it is becoming more and more talked about, there are still a lot of people in the world that have never heard of depression, mental illness, or that they could possibly have that because it's not a conversation that is happening in their lives. So they're still carrying that belief and hearing those words of like, oh, shut up, like, keep it to yourself and keep going. And, you know, it brings forward this analogy of if you have a broken arm, you can clearly see that you have a broken arm and everyone in your life can clearly see that you have a broken arm. And they're not going to say, oh, buck it up. Here's a box. We're moving. Keep going. They're going to say, oh, that looks painful. I think maybe you should go get that checked out. But mental illness and depression is not something that we can physically see. And so we have no idea what is going on in somebody else's life, right? Like, I think a lot of people that are listening to this podcast, Ange, when you said that you have depression, ADD, borderline personality disorder, I mean, you've talked about your ADD before, but you haven't really talked about the other things before. And you're a very high vibe, full personality kind of person. And so a lot of people probably have no idea that you experience depression and and you have these anxieties that you carry. And I think, you know, I mentioned earlier, our, our mutual friend, he was somebody that was so full of life and he brought the joy with him everywhere he went and he was always ready to take the next adventure. And I remember when my mom called me and told me the news I had no idea that he was battling depression. I had no idea that he was struggling as much as he was. And the only reason why I could believe that he was battling depression is because he had talked to my mom about it. And my mom had tried to help him through, but she also didn't realize that it was as bad as it was. And I think the reason why we want to bring this conversation forward is not just to create awareness on depression and suicide and mental illness. But I think it's because a lot of us that don't experience depression and mental illness, we don't know what to say to somebody who maybe does, and we don't know how to help them. And then when they take their own life, we have this selfish thought in a sense of, well, I should have done something right? Like we carry this guilt Mm -hmm. and I carried this guilt for a long time of like, I could have reached out. I could have said something. I could have been more a friend, even if I didn't know that he was carrying depression for as long as he was I, I, why didn't I say something? And I think we get so stuck in our own minds and our own worlds that we forget in our own difficulties and our own challenges and our own pains and our own sufferings, we forget that other people are also experiencing their own pains and their own suffering. And as a society, we are exactly that. We are meant to be a society. We are meant to be a community. We are, we are a collective. We are not meant to live this individual life, even though yes, each of us are unique and individual in our own way, We are meant to create community. And I think when we can be vulnerable in our own experiences, like you and I, Anjar, with this podcast and everything that we've shared, we've been very vulnerable in some of the challenges that we've faced. And I think in sharing our vulnerabilities in this space, it gives other people a little bit more courage to share their own vulnerabilities. And I think that's why 
I personally wanted to bring this conversation forward was to remind people that if you are struggling or you know someone who has struggled in the past, the best way to move forward is to create that safe space, is to share our vulnerabilities because your emotions, your thoughts, your beliefs are not a burden. As much as somebody else might tell you that they are, well, those people don't matter. And there are people in your life who do matter and who do want to see you carrying the light and who do want you to work through that darkness. Um, and it's a, it's a conversation that we need to keep sharing. Yeah. And I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you're saying and to kind of bring it back to the first point you made about this broken arm, this broken arm, if you see it, what do we do? is we immediately think, wow, imagine my arm is, would be broken. That would hurt. It's a sympathetic response. So with us creating these conversations around mental illnesses, what we're doing is we're creating a deeper awareness for us to be able to see what somebody with depression or borderline personality dysfunction or bipolar disorder or whatever other disorder or mental stuff that's going on, we're able to see it in a different light so that way we can sympathize to not understand necessarily the severity of it, but at least get it that they're hurting. They're hurting mentally. And with this broken arm, like it's so, it's so difficult to talk about this stuff because we don't see it. Right. And that's why you and I, you know, we talk about like feelings and emotions. We don't see these things, but we can feel them. And it's the same thing that goes on with whatever, you know, thoughts and stuff, cloudiness goes on inside of our minds. And when we create this, um, this place where we feel comfortable and just expressing what's on our mind, it's almost like it cre- it gives us this external permission slip to see that it's okay to hurt mentally rather than physically, because your mental health is just as important as your physical health and vice versa. But with the societal norm that we've been living with for so long is to not talk about it because it's taboo, because it's, you know, we don't know if we're going to say the wrong things, but we need to be able to break that to create a space where we can just talk about it because we're not going to know what the right or wrong thing is to say unless we actively speak. And at that moment, when we speak, we need to come from a place of, I'm still learning about this, but this is what I know to be true. And when we can create that awareness with the, the level of understanding from what we have, it's easier for us to learn from others. And it's easier for us to just understand a little bit more deeper because we're never going to fully understand what it's like to have a broken arm if our arm was never broken but you can definitely get it that like you know think about the worst pain you've had oh my gosh I had a paper cut maybe that was the worst pain or maybe you like gouged your arm or like something I don't know but you can immediately think to what type of pain that corresponds to and you kind of put yourself in that position like that would be shitty to have a broken arm and that's all that we're trying to do by creating these conversations is it's not to say like oh well that's shitty that you're experiencing this mental illness it's just saying wow I can see how you're hurting but I don't know fully why you're hurting because we're never going to know the why and this why it it also comes forward in um in suicide and because I know I've, I've asked myself this question so there's so Michael 
Mikael, really his French, French name, our friend that we're talking about. But I also just had a couple of weeks ago, I think we're going on to our third week now, um, another girlfriend of mine, Lee, Lee McMillan. She was a very big, whew, very big influencer out in the world, van life. I met her back in high school. She was like my first high school friend and we just bonded so well. And the same, how you were speaking about Mikael, she was this high vibe, energetic person, like always go, go, go people, please make sure that you feel included and you feel good in her presence. That was like her job. Whereas like Mikael was like, let me show you how amazing the world is, right? Like it's this level of amazingness that they had, that they carried about themselves. And then when we get to the point where suicide happens and then we get stuck asking ourselves, well, why? Why? Why was I not there? Why were they experiencing something so deep that they didn't feel that they could have another option? It's because we're never going to understand why, but you can at least understand that they are experiencing pain, that they are experiencing hurt. And in their minds, that was, that was their option. That was their only option. And it's a very difficult concept to think about because you know thinking back to that previous societal norm is well it's you know suicide is selfish because my so to give you another background story my mother's father commits suicide and for the longest time my mother thought well why that was so selfish of him well again think about thinking about that day and age like that, that was growing up from like the thirties to the seventies. Okay. That was like prime. We don't talk about that stuff because we just need to grind and hustle and we don't talk about feelings. We just need to do, 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 do. It's that hustle mentality. So when we see this hustle mentality, we look at it, well, they were just looking for an easy way out. But now when we're seeing this come up in a different capacity with how I'm growing up with the new societal norm, that it's kind of a you know, well, it, it is okay to not be okay, but we're creating that. So it's more of a norm to okay to be not okay. And we're kind of breaking that barrier, that selfish barrier on how we perceive somebody else's pain, because it's how we perceive somebody else's pain. It's not to, you know, compare a level of hurt or try to problem solve for them. It's just creating a sympathetic response. You're hurting. How can I help you right now? But we can't, we can't know if someone's hurting if we don't create this safe space to be able to talk about these things. So I know I kind of like went all over the place there, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really enjoy what you're talking about, you know, in regards to Lee and Michael and, and how they're both high vibe people, you know, it's, it's really interesting to, well, it's not interesting, but it's just like another thing you talk about how you met Lee back when you were in high school. She was one of your first high school friends. You mentioned that she was a, um, influencer, especially in the van world. I, I followed V V I followed Lee for the last three, four years, I think online. Like I watched all of her YouTube videos. I followed her on Instagram. And so when you messaged me about her death, I felt like I lost someone who I knew, even though I'd never met her before. She didn't know who I was. Um, but with both Lee and Michael, you say they were very high vibe people and they were this kind of 
let me show you how amazing life is people. And I cannot speak from their perspective, obviously, because I'm a different Mm -hmm. person. And I cannot speak from someone's perspective who has a committed suicide or be thought about suicide because it is not something that I have thought about. I mean, it's something I've thought about, but like not for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I would not say that I have depression. I would say that I've experienced um, anxiety and I've maybe experienced like depressive thoughts. Um, In my experience, for those of you guys that might not know, I had a mental breakdown um, over three years ago. And what led me to that point was a lot of these negative thoughts and negative emotions that were building within me. And I had an amazing life. Like I had, I, I felt like I was living my best life. Like I had an awesome job. I was surrounded by uh, great people. I have family members who love me and support me with whatever I do. I get to adventure and like explore the world and life. And so I, ignored and didn't acknowledge my negative thoughts and my negative emotions because I felt like, who am I to have these? Like I have an amazing life. I have all this greatness that is happening, you know, outside of me. So who am I to experience this negativity? And because I didn't acknowledge them and I didn't work through them and I didn't I didn't work towards finding the root of the problem as to why I was experiencing them. I kept pushing them to the side. And we we talk a lot about brushing things under the rug and how it comes back to bite us. And, And that's ultimately what happened to me and what led to my mental breakdown is because I wasn't willing to admit to them. And it's funny because after I had to speak to my boss, um, cause I was leaving my job and, and she said, you know, why didn't you tell me, like, why didn't you tell me you were experiencing this? Like I could have helped you. I could have supported you. And it's not that I chose not to tell her in those moments previously, but I said to her in that moment, I didn't, I wasn't even acknowledging it myself. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't have spoken to somebody else because I wasn't even willing to admit to it myself. I didn't want my emotions to be a burden to me and the life that I was living because there was a lot of positivity and there was a lot of goodness. And so you talk about Lee and you talk about Michael and this idea that why were they experiencing something so deep that they never had a different option other than suicide. And You know, I think maybe some people, I think, so this is my opinion, I think that maybe some people who experience depression and mental illness, they, it's so difficult for them to see other options, Mm -hmm. right? In that moment, the weight is so heavy on their chest that there's only one option to be able to free themselves from that weight. Because especially, you know, Lee has been, she was very open about her depression in the last year. Right. And I commended her on how much she spoke about it. And although maybe Michael wasn't open about it to everyone, he did speak about it to my mom. And I think I remember I, Michael was a helicopter pilot and, um, I, I lived with Mike, Michael numerous times and, and one of our roommates was also a helicopter pilot. And so after um, he took his life, that other helicopter pilot, his name is Mark, he reached out to me and he told me that he, he too 
um, had been reached out to by Michael, Michael saying that he was struggling with some things. And so Mark had tried to help him through that because he knew that it was common um, with new helicopter pilots. So Mm -hmm. I think as much as, you know, maybe people do say things and they do reach out to some people, it's the consistency in a sense of how often their depression comes forward and how often those thoughts and those emotions come forward. And they know, like they, they, maybe they think to themselves, like this isn't the first time, this isn't the first time that I've been feeling this way. This isn't, and it probably won't be the last time that I'm feeling this way. And it hurts so much that I want to be free of this hurt and this pain. And I've done other things in the past to try and be free of this hurt and this pain. And so this is my only option. And so I think, you know, I talk about my mental breakdown. I think PTSD is another thing that people experience um, post-traumatic stress disorder, also postpartum depression. Like there's so many different mental illnesses. It, it might not just be, you know, straight up depression. You might not be having suicidal thoughts, but you might be experiencing something that is weighing really heavy on you and you don't know how to break free from it. And it looks like everyone else around you is living this beautiful, amazing life and they're full of joy and light. And you are, you've got this cloud that is hovering over you and you just can't seem to figure out how to get rid of this cloud. And I will never say like, I am not a um, doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not like I'm, I do not have like educational training to back me up. Um, But something that I do know from my experience is just having someone there who Mm -hmm. sees that I'm in pain, whether they understand it or not. And they don't, I don't want advice in those moments, right? Like the other week we were talking to Carolyn, who is a registered psychologist. And she talks about how she doesn't always want advice. She doesn't always want someone to give her tips and tricks. She doesn't want someone to fix it. She just wants to be heard. She just wants to be understood. And so I think in those spaces, what we can do is we can create that safe space for someone to just share what is on their heart with zero judgment. And don't go into those spaces saying, I'm going to fix their problems. Because that's A, it does not fall on you to fix everyone else's problems. And B, that might not actually be what they need in that moment. So how can we be vulnerable in these types of conversations just to hear each other, right? You know, this is something that we've done in our sisterhood recently where maybe one of us is struggling more than the other. And yes, sometimes we offer advice. Sometimes we give some tips to help that person. But ultimately what we do is we just create this safe space for you to share what is on your mind, for you to share what is on your heart so you don't feel alone in that moment. And I think that's the most important part is so that you don't feel alone in that moment. I can 100% relate to exactly what you just said because, wow, like there, and I haven't really talked about this. Like, I mean, we might, we may have talked about this, you and I, you know, on our one on one chats, like when you were helping me, like mentor me through all the struggles that I was going through. So you really did get to see me at my darkest moment. So, first of all, thank you for, for being there. Of course. For me in those, in those dark moments. But the thing that I struggled with the most is before I had you, I had no one. And when I say I had no one, 
it's almost like I created this on my own. Yes, it was in part with what were the things being told to me from my partner at the time, like that I'm, you know, I shouldn't be speaking about, you know, our problems, quote unquote, to people outside of the relationship. I created this thing that I had to, me alone, internalize everything to figure it out on my own. Because again, going back to the hustle mentality and especially the career that he was in, it's a hustle mentality. Shut up and do. Shut up and go to work. Shut up and figure it out. Go, go, go. Figure it out. Keep doing. Suppress your shit. Like, figure it out. So because I was coming from a place of, I, I need help. Like, I'm struggling. I'm also stuck into the, well, I need to be in the hustle mentality because he's in the hustle mentality. So when I got into those really dark moments, there was one thing that, that really... I truly firmly believe it, it saved me. I truly believe it saved me because there were a lot of times where I felt so sad and so alone that I felt like, well, what's the point of being with someone if I'm already feeling this way? That means I'm not able to feel like I matter. I'm not able to feel like someone really loves me. I'm not able to have those feelings. So what's the point of me even being here if I can't even feel that goodness for myself? And I would be stuck in this like victim mindset of, wow, like my life is so shitty. So the only thing that saved me in those moments was the type of behavior I resorted to. And for me, that was drugs. I resorted to marijuana because marijuana allowed for my mind to escape from my physical reality. And I don't, it's hard for me to say like, you know, this, was it a positive behavior? Was it negative behavior? Like what kind of behavior was this? But in the moment, looking back, holy shit, it saved me because it helped, like I said, it helped me escape my current reality where I was able to see things from like a higher or another perspective saying like, Ange, like you leaving this earth isn't going to just make things better because things are still going to go the way you're just physically not going to be here anymore. So I would get stuck in my mind about being so like analytical and critical of my thoughts. And it's not that I was stuck more in a deeper position because when I, when I didn't smoke marijuana and I would be in that depressive state, what I would do is I would think like, wow, my life is so shitty. Like that sucks so badly that I feel this way and being in such a long-term relationship that I can still feel alone. I can still feel underappreciated. I still don't feel loved. That's very that's very hard. Like that sucks. Like, wow. Like, you know, I would just create these layers of how shitty my life was. And I would just keep compiling on these layers. And then I would think back like, wow, he did this to me and he made me feel this way. Or I would feel this way when this happened. And I would keep pot like stockpiling. I would stockpile all of these negative moments when I'm in that negative moment. And it became so big and so dark and so overwhelming that I would shut off. And when I would shut off is I would get so quiet. I would get so silent and, you know, my friends would reach out to me or like, this is a huge thing that I've had to overcome, like posting on social media. I wouldn't post anything. I wouldn't even pick up my phone. A friend called me, my parents called me. I would not answer it because I'm like, well, 
I am in such a dark place that like, I can't, I can't have a conversation with you. So like, what's the point? And it would Mm. always bring me back to this. Well, what's the point? Like, I can't talk to you. So what's the point of me talking to you? Just like, leave me alone. Like I didn't want to have anyone else, I guess, get the level of, of sadness and like the deepness that I was feeling because then that I would feel like I'm burdening them. I'm already burdening myself feeling this way. But what was so different about, about my journey is that in my journey, the past two and a half years of my life have been the most significant years of my life because that was the moment where I literally woke up. I woke up and I was able to see that, oh, things are actually okay to not be okay. There's another way of looking at things. You know, I, I got in this whole other way of living when I got involved in my personal development world I was able to see things a lot different I mean maybe I I'm thankful that I I see things differently generally myself but when I resorted to marijuana to to kind of get me out of those really depressive states it helped me get to a higher perspective it helped me think like okay yes your life is shitty but like is you ending your life the only thing that's going to help you or is you leaving this relationship or is you like what's really going to help you and it just kept me getting into this position with everything that I was doing on my good days it was helping me on my bad days because on my bad days was when I needed the help but I you don't know how to ask for help you don't know how to help yourself like you just don't even know how to be you're just this like this, this rock, like you're just this weight, this massive paperweight on the world. And it's like, nothing else matters. You can't move. You can't think you can't do. So you're just, you're just being. So it, I thought, well, if I could at least be this heaviness, but at least still think differently in those hard moments based off of what I was doing on the good moments, then it kind of helped me just create a different level of awareness when I was in those dark moments. And I wasn't self-critical. I was more like, how can I help myself? And I I was like overthinking, but in a, in a different way. So yeah, I, I don't even know where I was going with that. story. I really just wanted to just, I guess, share what it was like to be in those moments because they're, it's just things we don't talk about, you know, like how you feel. Yeah. And I really, I really commend you for feeling comfortable enough and safe enough to share that experience. Cause I think you're exactly right. Is that there are people listening out there who are going to hear your words and they're going to hear your story and they're going to either say I've been there or I am there. And I think hearing that from somebody who has experienced depression is what's needed in this world. So we can continue to show up and say, Hey, you're not alone. If this is what you're experiencing, you're not the only one that experiences this. And there is a way through. So I would love to keep going on this conversation and I have a lot that I want to touch on and I'm going to touch on, on one main point, but I think because there's still so much to share, we would love to, to do a a part two to this. So stay tuned for the second part of this uh, conversation, because there is still so much that um, we have to talk about, but, but first of all, if, if you are in that space, you know, where Ange said, I felt so sad. It's so alone that I'm not, I, I feel like 
I don't matter. I feel like I'm, I'm not able to receive love from somebody. Um, I think in those points, it's because of what we've been told our entire lives. Mm -hmm. You know, you were in a relationship where the person said to you, do not talk about our relationship to other people. And it was your relationship that really caused a lot of strain on your heart and your mind and your emotions. And so when we're told that we aren't supposed to talk about this kind of stuff, then it creates this space where we think, then what can I do? I guess there's nothing I can do. And it's no wonder that you got to such a dark place that you said, I can't have a conversation with anyone that's trying to reach out to me. So what's the point is because you felt like that, that conversation that you would go into, you were supposed to be high vibe because you felt like you couldn't share the darkness. You couldn't talk about what you were really struggling through. And that's why we are bringing this podcast to your ears. Listeners is because we are saying, you are allowed to talk about it. It is necessary to talk about it. It is so important to share what is on your mind and what is on your heart and really making sure that you have that safe space to do that. So if you have been, again, we're going to do a part two. So I'm going to jump into a card reading here, but if you currently are experiencing depression, mental illness, if you feel like you are all alone and you don't know how to move forward, please send us a message. I would be so happy to get on a free call with you just as a friend um, to share safe space with you, because I think I'm, I'm so grateful that I was able to do that for you and without even realizing that that's what I was doing, but we just created this safe supportive space for each other that is free from judgment. And so we know that whatever space we are currently in, we are allowed to show up in that space and know that the other person is going to love us no matter what. And we know that no matter what we are feeling, um, we matter in this world. And I think that is the takeaway. You matter, you matter, and you have a light to share with this world. Every single person listening, every single person here that is living today, you matter. So please keep going um, because you matter. Yes. They, and, you know, that last one hit me. You matter. We, we do matter. Like no one else is going to look at you and say, you don't matter. You have to feel it and, and be that. And, you know, on, on that note as well, just if you related to my story, the, the things that I was personally going through, like any part of it, if you feel comfortable and sharing your story, just by opening up, you know, send me a message as well. Like I'm so happy just to talk about our feelings because that's something we don't normally do. And we're here to break that societal norm. We're here, we're here to create a new norm. And the new norm is it's okay to not be okay. And it's also okay to talk about those dark things. It's not a burden. You matter. And we're here for you. We're here to listen. And I'm here to say in those dark moments, you just need someone to listen. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So as we said, we're going to exactly what you just said, we're going to do a part two, because there's definitely, there's a lot that you said in that last little bit of sharing your own experience that I would really like to talk on. Um, you know, especially with what you said about drugs and marijuana, I have my own experience of that. Um, So yeah, so definitely stay tuned. Um, But we are pulling a card for all of you today to bring a little bit more guidance, light and love into your life. So I just shuffled up the cards asking, what do we need to hear today? And we are receiving happiness is my birthright. And that is exactly the truth. As we just said, you matter, you matter, and you are light in this world, even though in this moment, 
it may feel like you are surrounded by darkness, um, happiness is your birthright. And so you might not feel happy 24 seven, as we know, our emotions are always changing and evolving, but happiness is your birthright. And so you matter, you deserve to feel happy and to experience moments that bring happiness to you. And the other card that we are receiving is the moment I realign with love, clear direction is presented to me. The moment I realign with love, clear direction is presented to me. And I think that is exactly it. You know, and you said that you're not able to feel like someone loves you. You felt like you weren't worthy of receiving that love and you were in a long-term relationship. And you said, man, if I'm in a long-term relationship and I'm not even able to receive that love and that support, then, you know, what, what does that mean? Right. And so I think this card is reminding us that we are able to realign with love. We are able to show ourselves love. And I think it's important to determine what that looks like to you. When you're having a good day, ask yourself, how can I show myself love when I am struggling? And keep that list somewhere quite obvious for you because you know, we all know that when we are struggling, it's really difficult to reach out. It's really hard to say that we're struggling. So if we can have that clear sign that says, these are ways that I show myself love, and then we connect that and we realign with that love that we carry within us, then that clear direction can come forward on, you know, what step we're needing to take or how we can support ourselves. It's, it's not easy. Um, it's a practice, but as Ange was saying, you know, through your personal growth, these last two years, you've been able to create some, um, good practices for the good days, which help you that much more through the difficult days. And that's the point. So I definitely look forward to diving into this conversation topic again in our part two. Wow. I am, I am like, I mix, it's weird. Like I'm so excited, but I'm not like that high vibe excited to talk about it. I'm just excited to really share my truth because this is something that I've been holding onto for so long. And it finally feels like I'm able to break free. I'm able to break that societal norm. I'm able to create a new norm just by creating a conversation. So I really do hope that you know, this conversation, it brings you to look at your life a little bit differently than you have been. Because that's the thing that really changed me is seeing things in a different perspective. And I firmly believe this. I said this so many times these past few weeks, but when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that's what we want in those dark moments. We want change. We don't want the dark. We don't want it but it's there and it feels in that moment, like you can't get out. So how can we support ourselves? Well, (laughs) part two is definitely going to be where that's all said. So with that said, everything that we've talked about, bring these two cards forward that were pulled for you today, because these definitely hit home for me. Happiness is our birthright. It is. It's important to feel like we matter. It's important to feel that happiness And you're allowed to be happy even when you're sad. That's another thing that I had a hard time to overcome. It's okay to experience that heavy and that sad moment at the same time because it's our birthright. And that moment you align with love is the moment where you can really see that higher perspective, see things differently to create that difference in your life. 
So once again, Sydney and myself are available to all of our listeners, available to literally the world. If you just want to share what's, you know, perspectives came forward to you in your life. If you just want to share, you know, the crapola that's in your life, we're here. We're here to hold space for you. We're here to see you for who you are. We're not here to hold judgment for you. We're here to open up the conversation so that way you don't feel like you're holding all of this weight, all of that heaviness alone, because we're all in this in our own little ways. So why not create this connection that we can share our sadness? We can share that heaviness. We can share different perspectives on how we look at things. And hopefully we can share our love and, you know, be more supportive for every single person in that, in, in, in that way, in whatever way that looks like. So create that kindness. So guys, we love you. We could chat about this forever, but Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. You are amazing. You matter so much. Even if I've never even spoken to you, we've never even met you, seen you. We love you so much. You matter. And everything that you do in this life is absolute pure magic. And just keep going because you got this even though you think you don't. So we love you. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.